Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Crunch this, Mark. Crunch this, mate. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. <laughs> we're back. And apparently we're sponsored by Snickers Cruncher. Snickers Cruncher. Slash Bubblegums Shrimp. Slash the WWE New York Nightclub featuring the horrible man supplied Jimmy Snuggard. Yeah. We're back with more WrestleMania and we're back with WrestleMania 17. We're calling it WrestleMania 17 because that's its fucking name. X. Grow up. V11. <laughs> uh, we actually, I mean, it's weird to sort of start a WrestleMania X7, which we should say we've said in the previous episodes it's the greatest wrestling card of all time yes. it's just do you know what's weird as well you look at quite a lot of the matches and you sort of go oh, I don't really want to I'm not really bothered about that mm. Vincent and I was ashamed mm. oh no it's not for mm. me and at the time they were big matches and really exciting but watching them back I mean they're fucking thrilling <laughs> fucking thrilling in ring the way that they put across these stories again down at the commentary team as well but I think just everything just comes together yeah. so well and, 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 and everyone's brilliant everyone's on yep. their game everyone's knows what they're doing it just seems like it's just butter. Oh, it's proper sweet. Butter. Um, th- th- this match is a weird one to start with because it is the worst match uh, on uh, of the men's matches on, on WrestleMania 17, yeah. uh, which is European champion Test versus uh, Eddie Guerrero. We talked a little bit about Perry Saturn, who's in uh, Eddie's yes. corner in this. Um, Test was was a funny one in this in this match because what they were doing at this point, they were trying to stick a rocket on him. They'd looked mm. at him and they'd gone, he's big, he's yeah. handsome. In real life, he's supposed to be very, very nice. And they were like, that is a... Perfect. He is the new Hogan. You can see them sort of going, he's everything that Vince likes. The problem is, he is the fucking drizzling shit. In the... <laughs> he's so bad in this. There's one mm. point where he gives Eddie Guerrero a clothesline. A clothesline. Yeah. And he fucks up a clothesline <laughs> against Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just honestly. Imagine but, how annoyed you would be if you're Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> going, oh, for fuck's sake! We, they always said, like, with, with Terry Funk and Eddie Guerrero, they were two people who were capable. They could get into the ring with a broomstick, mm. and they'd be able to give you a great seven-minute match. Yeah. Uh, Test is not as good as a broomstick, <laughs> is what we learn here. There's a hilarious bit where Test goes over the ropes. He misses Eddie and he with his big boot. And yeah. He goes over the ropes. And as he goes over the ropes, he gets his leg caught in the ropes. And I looked at that and I thought, fuck, actually, that's quite technically good. Mm. No. <laughs> it, it turned out it was a mistake because Eddie Guerrero has to go over there and try and free him. So he somehow <laughs> managed to get his leg caught in the top rope and then go out. I mean, it's just... Uh, uh, it's such a bad match because I feel for Eddie Guerrero in this. There's a little bit where Eddie looks out into the crowd where it's just gone silent. And you can see Eddie Guerrero. There's a sort of slightly green around the gills look to him where he goes, 
I'm having a stinker of a match in front of all of these people. And it's not my fault. Nope, not at all. He, it, he might have seen that sign that said, Eddie Guerrero mows my lawn. Oh. That racist, horrible little... I, I tell you what, mate. Eddie, if he, if, Eddie if he Guerrero, did, he'd do a bloody good job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, let's add to that, Eddie Guerrero fucks your mum. <laughs> you fucking prick. Um, there's also a sign which he did like, which says, are you ready for the test? Oh. And I thought, well, as long as it's not a steroid <laughs> test, <laughs> I think uh, he'll be fine. Both men are dead. The, test the has third been... one should be. <laughs> he was shot twice. <laughs> True. Um, t- test has, has no ability to do the facials needed for wrestling. Right. Whenever they cut to him and he's doing anything, so he's either being beaten down or beating up or waiting. He's just breathing. He's always just going, <sighs> whatever it is. And you really look at it and you just go, you you, you just don't fucking get it, mate. Yeah. You, and, and I know I'm saying that. Look at me, sitting here 42 years old, you know, <laughs> in a fucking hoodie saying, this elite athlete in front of 80,000 people, uh, he didn't fucking get it, mate. I, I know, I understand that. But he, it's so it's such a shame that the gifts that he'd been given by nature mm. and men... <laughs> In laboratories. (laughs) They didn't translate because he just lacked that magic thing. Mm. I think there's a funny thing where you see, like, um, Albert, who's on the outside. Yeah. And he is a guy who... Uh, it's still involved wrestling. He's one of the big uh, head trainers at NXT. Mm. He had a career in Japan after you know being in uh, WWE, where he did a, a much better job. He was a sort of monster, really good sort of giant Bernard. But you see him standing on the outside, and I bet he was thinking, "This is horrible to see this guy who just doesn't have it getting yeah. all the opportunities in the world." And when you get in there against Eddie Guerrero and you can't have a good match on the biggest stage of your career, you know, mate, wrap it up. Dean Malenko, oh, he he rocks up. And then Eddie hits Test with a belt. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> how many times in WrestleManias do we hear the phrase, "Never ever turn your back on a man like"? And yeah. it's always is that just about Eddie or is that just Eddie? we just always hear that phrase? No, I, I think it's, you don't turn your back yeah. on a man like. It seems to be how every wrestling match ends. Though. Yes, it does. It's turning around and getting blindsided <laughs> by something. It does. Forty percent of the matches end like uh, that. The nice thing when Dean Dean Malenko turns up, he turns up and, and like Perry Saturn's wearing you know jeans and a sort of black t shirt, <laughs> and every time you see people in their civvies like rocks in a t-shirt and his suit yeah. and Dean Malenko is wearing a sort of if you had a photo he's like a time traveller from the fucking 50s <laughs> if you had a photo of someone in the 50s and you went this is my pet pep who, uh, <laughs> who, who you know he died uh, when I was seven it would be Dean Malenko <laughs> wearing this shirt which is like a sort of it's not quite a Hawaiian shirt it's not quite a flowery shirt it's like he's sort of like I don't want a too jazzy a shirt. Yeah. I'm a very serious man. <laughs> but I want to show that I've got a more light-hearted side <laughs> when I'm not running this bathrooms company. And Dean Malenko, he just, I don't know, he's again just, t- <laughs> he looks so far out of his time. Yeah. Um, he was in some ways. I mean, as a wrestler, he he's one of the few people on the roster at this point who would have been perfectly at home in the rings in the 1950s. You know, he's, mm. uh, he's he was a second-generation uh, wrestler. His father right. was Boris Malenko. I think it's Professor Boris Malenko. That's a good name. Really good, oh, isn't it? Strong name. Absolutely one of those things as well that could either only be a horror actor or a wrestler. <laughs> uh, and, and Dean Malenko, you know, great, great wrestler. Really underused in his WWE run. Again, he still works as a backstage mm. agent. Um, Arn Anderson uh, had a similar position, but he was fired last week. Apparently, what? Apparently, I like Arn Anderson. He's like a dad. I know. It's really horrible when the your Arns and your Ric Flairs <laughs> are on the skids with WWE. But um, apparently he allowed a wrestler to perform intoxicated. Ah. And uh, so he has been given the Chop. The wrestler is still, I believe, employed by the company. Oh, so a sad, sad little thing for for Arn Anderson. No, well, I can't. I mean, 
It's their decision, surely, isn't it? So how, does, yeah. how do wrestling agents work? It's kind of just... When you, you do house shows, yeah. You, you look you, after... You, you'd be sort of in, in charge of, uh, not necessarily finishes as such, but you'd be running the show. So right. you are, if you like, Vince McMahon's proxy when yes. the house show is there. Uh, it's happened before, funnily enough, Fit Finley was let go uh, in the 2000s when he allowed the American national anthem to be interrupted by a heel. Uh, doing a promo, and they right. they didn't like that at all, and they they actually fired him for that, I believe. Oh. Um, so it is that funny thing of you were in charge of anything that could go wrong at a show that isn't being filmed. Right. Uh, okay. So ah. unfortunately, I, I imagine Arn will be back in the circle fairly soon. He's mm. just too too great a man, too great a He's man. Been stabbed by Sid Vicious. <laughs> he has. Yes. You forget about that, which is a side of Arn Anderson that you suddenly go. It's a bit weird when you go. I think he's great, and you go. God, you've you've stabbed a man. <laughs> this is wrestling, son. Grow up. <laughs> and you sort of look at him because he was one of the first characters that I kind of latched onto when we did started doing because he's dad like because he mean? looks like a, da- a yeah. looks like a dad, and I was like, oh, he looks like a dad. It would fix like I don't know a chainsaw. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, someone's with a carburetor. Do they have carburetors? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they've got engines, so. It's shut up, Chainsaw. It's not Chainsaw Podcast. Um, <laughs> match <it's> five. <laughs> it's uh, Kurt Angle versus uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Is this the first time you've seen a good Chris Benoit match? A sort of a good one-on-one? Uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it starts like... It's like a bloody... It's like an Olympic wrestling match for the it first is. five minutes. It is. It's f- front, I was genuine. I, I was thinking, I quite like to see some like <laughs> Olympic wrestling. Yeah, I'd actually quite like to watch some wrestling. Yeah, that's quite good. I, I think as well. It, what's really clever about that is it's a reset, and it's saying, right. uh, "Look at this. This is actually a bit real, isn't it?" Mm. And they are doing a thing that. The audience aren't into it, and I think nowadays they would be massively. Right. And there's a bit where they're, they're doing all of this sort of, you know, uh, uh, mat wrestling, where they and you know, God, they're both intense and gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, when Benoit comes down to the ring as well, you look at him, and it's impossible now to go. God, you know, he's really good at this because mm. you go, can't use the word good because you sort of go, <laughs> oh, is that just who Benoit was? Well, you know, yeah, I, but I watched the, um, I, but I watched his match and I'd sort of see Benoit and I understand why it's so difficult and mm. why people have so much of a hard time to sort of let go. Everybody, because he's really good. Everybody, like, like uh, um, uh, rock and roll, Buck Zumhoff or Zumhoff. D- these <laughs> guys just come out of nowhere, Mark. <laughs> but, but, well, I mean, well, rock and roll, <laughs> Buck Zumhoff. <laughs> Rock and roll Buck Zumhoff is not coming out anytime soon because he was he was like a wrestler in the AWA. Right. He was not very good. Uh, he was uh, found guilty of uh, an absolute catalogue of horrific sexual abuse uh, crimes against his own daughter. Wow. And he is, he is basically, they have locked him up and she's thrown been, away the key. She's been daughter. <laughs> she's been doctor. And the, the, the thing about Buck Zumhoff is no one is going to go... Yes, it's awful what he did, but, but God, what an artist he was. What a wonderful yeah, yeah, artist. Yeah. He's, he's, again, no, nobody listening to this wants to hear me talk about the artist Eric Gill, but the guy who, who did the statues in front of the broadcasting house, Eric yes. Gill, he was also quite a sort of sexually adventurous and nightmarish man. Mm. So he wrote in his diary about, you know, continually trying to have sex with his dog. Uh, he had sex with family members and things, mm. but he was also a very good artist. So mm. everyone keeps it a bit on the down low that he was a disgusting man. And we still his statues up. Rock star, every uh, James Brown, like everybody's knocking hell out their wives, yeah. and it's problematic, Awful and it's difficult, people. and it's complex. It is. And can you separate the art from the man? Now, <laughs> rock and roll, but B- Buck Zumhoff, his art is crap, and his crimes yes. are monstrous. Mm-hmm. So there's no problem. Mm. Benoit's crimes were monstrous. Mm. Absolutely, just. I mean, there's no, there's no good in anything. No good in that at all. 
The problem is, well, watch his matches. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> good. I know this happens. is a controversial thing, <laughs> but I, for one, I'm, I, I, I thought it was bloody too far. Too, too far, guys. It was beyond Come the on. pale. But you watch his matches, and mm. his matches are are astonishingly good. Yes. And it, it's it's hard to know another parallel. Really, there's no other sport where, because of the storylines and things. Uh, he's just so important. It's mm. awful, isn't it? Mm. But you do watch it, and it's impossible to to watch it with the same sort of you know calm you used to watch it with when before he'd murdered uh, two people. Mm. Uh, you used to be able to sort of just go, "Wow, these are great." Now you watch it, going, "God, he's awful." Uh, but the matches are just amazing. He was he well, was a remarkable pro wrestler OG, and a terrible OG, human being. OJ Simpson was very rich. Yeah. <laughs> so he murdered two people and seemed like a good woman. Can we say that? Yeah, fuck it. Yes, yeah, uh, that's fine. Um, uh, he, uh, I, I, they put on this grappling clink. Nowadays, when that happens, there would have been, when they break, mm. sort of look at each other like, oh, God, yeah. y- we are a stalemate here. I underestimated you, you underestimated me. The crowd would explode. Yeah. And here, they just go, mm, what, what's going on? Oh, they stopped. Yeah, why they stopped? <laughs> and I think there's actually a sort of like... Mm. Is, that, is that kind of just because the whole thing is just so gigantic? Yeah. Uh, it's just because it's, um, I think, just because the whole... Um... I, I couldn't tell. I, they certainly didn't react in the same way that they would now. And so, mm. again, it's it's teaching an audience. Yeah. Um, but, Jesus Christ, they're good. I mean, the two of them working together, it's just astonishingly... They are so intense. Uh, you would say, you know, that this was the most real match in the mm. entire thing if it wasn't for the main event, which somehow transcends every other match that you could possibly see. Yeah. But they, the two of them do, do a great thing. There's one bit that Benoit does, again, it's why he was such a good performer of the art of wrestling. Uh, but they're on the outside, Angle has knocked him into the stairs, and Angle comes over. And in wrestling, there's a slightly annoying thing when you notice it, which is a wrestler will go to pick another wrestler up. Mm. And they pick them up by essentially touching the back of their head, and then the other person will struggle to their feet. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah, managed yeah. to pick me up somehow. <laughs> is it with magnets? Don't know. <laughs> but... Angle does that to Benoit, and Benoit, who's on the floor, as Angle touches him on the back of the head like you'd normally sort of stagger up, mm. Benoit just knocks his hand away, like, get off! <laughs> and I've never seen anyone just go, oh! No. And once you see that, you go, why isn't everyone doing that all the time? <laughs> that you come, you know, you, as they come to get you when you're on the floor, you're just going, oh! <laughs> you know, it was weird to see, and I was like, oh, that's why he's so good, because, because he's reacting how... You react if it's real. Imagine being in the street and a man touching you on the back of the head. You wouldn't turn around going, oh, I'm woozy. No, I'm now part of your hand. <laughs> yeah. I'm now you, stuck to you your go, hand. What the fuck? Get off. <laughs> and that's what Benoit does in this match. You yeah. know, just a really, really nice. And Angle is genuinely surprised when he does it as well. You can see Angle sort of go, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is not, magic. This is not how we, uh, what are we grade. Ah, the build of this match as well. Mm. It builds and builds and builds and builds. By the time Benoit has put Angle in his own ankle lock, the crowd are actually on their feet. It's, mm. it's thrilling to see yeah there was always the sort of slight rub on um benoit at the time that he didn't have any personality mm. and so he got over by just being the best wrestler in the world and yeah. in this he's there with the legitimate one of the best wrestlers in the world mm. and the two of them just had amazing matches i often feel you know for for people like kurt angle who a big part of their their career the great matches they had they aren't really talked about because mm. they involve Chris Benoit. Right. And so it must be disappointing for, for Angle as well because, you know, Benoit was one of his great opponents and they do... It, it's got a slightly flat ending, this one, unfortunately. It comes a little bit out of nowhere and Angle sort of uh, grabs the tights and does a roll-up. Mm. But they had better matches on other sort of pay-per-views. Um, but 
I mean, it's just it's thrilling to see them wrestle mm. each other. It really is. Is, is Kurt Angle a, um, a, a like ang- as in the word angle wrestling angle? Is that like an in a in jo- inside joke? No, like test? no, it, it's it's his, it is name. his real oh. name. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's one of those names that could only be an American, isn't it? <laughs> it's so odd. Kurt yeah. Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah, Alan Corner. <laughs> 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 That's that didn't sound either British or American. <laughs> I was literally off the top of my head, and it did not come out right. Steve Airbus. <laughs> um, well, I enjoyed. Uh, there's, I think there's a promo William Regal um, oh, called it. That's uh, lovely. He, he calls the interviewer a miserable specimen. <laughs> he does. Which I well. quite like. It's when he goes, spa- I thought, oh my God, what's he going to say here? Because <laughs> occasionally he would like slip in, you know, you unconscionable wanker. Like that. <laughs> and, and you forget that the it's... The Americans yeah. are like, oh, this is fine. But it go out on Sky Sports and you go, what the... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You absolute bloody shitbag. <laughs> you fucking bollocks, <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> you fucking twat, <laughs> sir. Um, yeah. I... I cannot believe that in 2001, Kamala <laughs> and oh, Kimchi still a thing. Kamala the, has invaded William Regal's office. Yeah, and he's st- it's the noise he makes, Mark. I don't like. Do you not? I, I like it, <laughs> but it's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. But he's gone from being like a this sa- a savage character to yeah. just being demented. There's something funny about it, which is that Kamala was always, you know, when he was uh, in the eighties, he was a very sort of almost like Abdullah the Butcher. Mm. He was this, you know, African wild man. Yes. Um, started off in Memphis, although he had also a long career in Britain. Oddly, when Steve uh, William Regal and Kamala are in the same room in that bit, mm. they were both wrestling at the same time in sort of the Royal Albert Hall odd right, sort of thing. Okay. Again, like wrestlers, you sort of go, oh, "I remember you from." 25 years ago when we when you were Big Jim Harris the Mississippi Mauler um, and now I'm on your table yes and you're desecrating a picture of the Queen which I love um, I am thoroughly for that um, I did think it was the other way around it's a British British like federation and they'd have had a picture of like George Bush yeah. and there was someone like desecrating it they'd have been like guys that was actually really unprofessional and beyond the pale it's actually, it's actually a criminal offence um, but it's good to see the Queen being harassed by Kamala that was fucking great um, he's oh. also, he's, you know, he's Queen dark. still wrestles. Yeah, Queen still around. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's a really nice. I just loved seeing Kamala again. The, what, what there is in this WrestleMania as well is there's because it's really good. There's not a lot of fun. No. And the fun comes in the little bits in between. Yeah. And those bits, they, they've really got a winning formula here. Mm. And they begin, I think, doing that as the WrestleManias go on. They go, actually, that's a good thing. Let's action in the ring. And the little bits outside have will make really good fun. Yeah. Uh, and blasts from the past, I fucking love them. Which is why I'm obsessed in this with the gimmick <laughs> Battle Royale, which I cannot wait to well, talk about. Well, there's a, there's a promo for the gimmick Battle Royale. And yeah. Paul Heyman asks Jim Ross if he's excited for it. And he sort of goes, yeah. <laughs> and he just trails off. He just completely trails off. The one off. thing I really like about it is is that, that little sort of still that they show. Yeah. Um, oh, it's like it's like the Mortal Kombat loading screen. But, isn't it? But it's it's been programmed by maniacs. Yeah. The best <laughs> thing about it is he's got Sergeant Slaughter in there, who is probably the best known of all of them. Yeah. And they've chosen a picture of him where he's wearing full face camouflage, which is something I can never remember him doing. <laughs> Weird sort of decision. We've literally got 17,000 photos of Sergeant Slaughter and we've got one where he doesn't look like Sergeant Slaughter. I think I'm going to use that one. Crazy. <laughs> and it look, and it just, the, the colours they use for the promos just make it look like... 
like a video oh, game. And so I think vivid. The, the gamification, I mean, gamification is, is a term that gets used in a very different way nowadays, but the, it's very video games. It's it very PlayStation 1 stuff going on here. It, 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 you really can notice it. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I love the look of this WrestleMania. Mm. It's, 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 it's a classy one. Every time they do a recap, it goes... Yeah. Like a sort of space door. <laughs> uh, uh, everything about it is great. Even the DVD cover of this one was really classy. It was just right. Rock and, and Austin's heads and then the Astrodome. They're nice. obviously very proud of doing a stadium. Yeah. You know, the, the Astrodome makes it on the front. We're back, in, yeah. we're back in the stadium. And it was all golden, you know, royal blue and gold yeah. is the sort of lettering. I mean, it just, it was, they didn't put a foot wrong with this, did they? Mm. Um, the WrestleMania pep rally at yes. Fort Hood, Texas. So they take... The the dead man to some see some squaddies in Houston. Do. Um, yeah, it would have been. Uh, Look at you, the Undertaker off the clock, really, just sort of going, just talking. It's good he was in his American badass phase here. It wouldn't make much sense if it was if he was. Just if they'd the have wheeled him in in a coffin with a flag over it. And then he'd start. Oh, why, why are they booing Paul? I don't and know. There's, and there's so many, but there's so much kind of like silliness going on. There's so kind of mm. like you know people that sort of Kurt Angle wants to. They get given plaques, and Kurt Angle wants one he can wear around his neck because he's an Olympian and he wants to. And, and but, yeah. I, I think with this as well, you're sort of you're, you'd watch it as a wrestling fan and go, that makes sense to me. But if you're one of the reservists on Fort Hood and these men turn up and you've all got to go and watch him, and he's going, maybe I can get this made into a medal. Then what, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what are these in jokes? I don't understand. This is actually one of the first sort of real moments where they begin this this forging of uh, a connection between the WWF and the American and the military. Troops, yeah, you you begin to get. I mean, <laughs> certainly within the upcoming years, they start doing a tribute to the troops special yeah. every year, which they're very very keen on, where they go out and perform in in sort of Afghanistan and things like that. I imagine the levity shown uh, in next year's promo, bearing in mind this year is April two thousand and one. Yep. <laughs> Some short months later, yes. the world will change Won't it? in a big way and I imagine the levity will be slightly less. Yes, there is a famous uh, episode of Raw, the 9-11 Raw. Which is they did what they had Raw on the night. I think no, it must have been the day after. It right, was, I think oh, I can't remember when it took place, but Raw is a Monday night. Yeah, and it was certainly very very close. And I was at work. I was at a zoo. They had a slight sort of sense of America needs wrestling now. Um, <laughs> Good God. And it's I mean I'll dig it out. I've got it on VHS somewhere, but I will dig that out and maybe uh, let's have a look at that. Wow. Um, that is I mean that is worth just setting up a Patreon for. Uh, that is worth <laughs> setting up for us to do, and we'll tell you we can talk about nine eleven, but. It's not like public. <laughs> <laughs> like a dirty yeah. little barber shop. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark and Pete's barber Come shop. Come in. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take you through 9-11 through the prism of WWF. <laughs> <laughs> Pound in a pint glass. Yes. Pound in a pint glass. Um, the uh, uh, there's a nice line at the end where Bradshaw he goes on to make a better point, but you can just you can't you could you could just clip it out and it's much funnier. Is that he just has a line where he just says uh, it brought it home to me that these servicemen they really appreciate what we do which is great <laughs> and then he goes and we really appreciate what they do and I was like mate that first line cut that out worth saying just that thing about the military and, and 9-11 and things uh, Vincent Mann's always been a very big supporter of George Bush right he's for some reason he loves George Bush Junior. Yes. Uh, George Bush Senior was also a wrestling fan. So the first George oh, Bush president. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he, famously he invited um, Ric Flair to a, uh, a sort of fundraising thing, and Ric Flair went along, and George Bush made a beeline for him and was like, "I loved you and Harley Race and Ricky." St-, you know. So it's a, oh, odd nice. Thing. They're good old Texas boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but George Bush was always a big favourite for, for Vince McMahon. He was always right. really sort of mad for him. They began a thing around this time called SmackDown Your Vote. 
where Vince McMahon became obsessed because he had these blue-collar audiences and, mm. and this TV programme every every week on television. He believed that he was going to be able to influence the election. Yeah. So they began having... They sent Rock to the Republican convention uh, where he spoke mm. and they had a, the right to censor matches. There was one on Raw where Jerry Lawler begins uh, saying to Jim Ross, who are you going to vote for? And Jim Ross sort of goes, I don't know, who are you going to vote for? And he goes, no, I'm not going to vote for Al Gore. Uh, he's like right to censor, ruining everything. And they began doing this really strong pro-George Bush thing. <laughs> right, okay. Now, people would say, oh, well, maybe, you know, it wasn't, a, 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 you know, a company-wide thing. When George Bush Sr. died, was it earlier this year, late last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon rewrote an episode of Raw for the Monday night where it was uh, loads of happy endings because he felt that, the nation needed to be cheered up because, because we were sad because, because we had lost George Bush <laughs> Senior. I mean, you know, he's a great wrestling promoter, but I don't think he's always right. <laughs> I don't think he's necessarily got his finger on the pulse. No, you know, the Attitude Era, and then twenty years later, you're going. <laughs> I think people are very upset about the death of George Bush Senior. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Do we all just have to sit? You here do and live nod? in a bubble, bubble don't you? You oh, just don't like, you? and you can't. And it's a miracle. You know, you, you can imagine if you, you were like speak the direct, to anyone. Really, if, if you were the director of of loose women and you went in and you said guys I know we had some stuff about like breast cancer on it today but we're not going to do that because George Bush Senior has died <laughs> so I just want you to do really positive stuff about like the drunkest it's, you've ever been it's the, uh, it's the Republican primaries and Ohio is a battleground <laughs> let's let's just get yeah uh, uh, Angela, Angela McLean we don't have time to rewrite your script can you just wing this one do you think uh, you just, so long as you don't mention the primaries but obviously that needs to be the under the, 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 the fuck is it? <laughs> I, I married a builder <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
What is Hulkamania? Well, Hulkamania is the newest thing, Johnny. It's the thing that is sweeping the country. I'm sure some of these guys over here might know about okay, it. Okay, match number six. <laughs> WWF champion Ivory Speaking versus women. China. <laughs> um, uh, China has just been uh, announced that she's being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Right. Uh, as part of Degeneration X. Which, which is a, a piss take, isn't it? Well, it, it is. I mean, she and, and the, the worst thing is the third person to be announced. So it's DX, Honky Tonk Man, who yeah. absolutely deserves to be there. And the third one announced is Tori Wilson. Right. Now, we haven't seen Tori Wilson in WrestleManias yet. Mm. And she is not... I mean, there's a lot of kerfuffle online where people are like, there are a lot of people who should be in this Hall of Fame before you put Tori Wilson in. Yeah. I, I would make a case that she shouldn't be in there. But then, as we know, uh, Vincent Mann's driver, James Dudley, was, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe, true, either yeah. the first or second person to be put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it's not, not, not worth losing sleep over. <laughs> but it is sad to see that China... I think, you know, whatever it is, two years after her death, she goes in as, as DX rather than, you know, on her own merits. Yeah. I, th- I think that, you know, they, 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 it's, a horrib- it's a horrible thing. But, you know, death erases the bad things you've done in your life, apart from, obviously, one big notable wrestling exception who yes. we've seen earlier. Um, the wrestling I- exception of a great, great tag team, no? <laughs> the wrestling exception. Um, please welcome Pete, Chris and Mark Benoit. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we, well, we didn't do it. Is that, sorry, uh, why have we got a legal letter from Peter, Chris, from Kiss? Um, uh, guys, I'm really crying. Um, but the, um, uh, it would have been nice to put China in, I think, by, her, by herself. By herself, yeah. No, no one is going to go, this is a disgrace. But I, d- I don't, the thing is, I don't understand, because everyone's done, there's a fucking WWE film at the moment yeah. about Paige, yeah. who has notably, obviously, it's a league, it's a different kind of thing, but, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a similar act, it's a similar um, I, I, situation. I, I, I do wonder whether or not the fact that that film was in production is the thing that saved her from yeah. from being moved on. Mm. And I think, great, because she's, she's yeah, proved she's that, she, you know, she, yep. she did nothing wrong, no, she yep. was the victim of something absolutely yep. terrible, and, you know, she seems to have really, you know, I mean, she's she's recovered from that in a way that I can't imagine I would. I would oh, good I, God. I, I would not, uh, you know, no one wants that to happen to them, but I don't think I would be just, going out on television every week and just able to function. Who knows? It Who knows? seems to happen to every female celebrity. It just yeah. seems to happen, and it's and it's weird. Yeah, that you could. How do you not? How does your head not just fucking explode? Like, yeah. Yeah. good God. Yeah. But China... There is a video ch- of me out there. Uh, <laughs> f- fucking, uh, who is it, Elijah Wood and that other guy. I don't know. That would have worked so much funnier if I could remember either of those people's names. <laughs> um, it's, it's a shame that China isn't going in. This this is uh, not a not a good match, um, but I don't think mm. it was ever laid out to be. No. Uh, it comes at a difficult point for China, so she comes back off neck surgery, and uh, she, by this point, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are an item. She's broken up with Triple H, but I think she worries that the writing is on the wall here. Mm. She also... She doesn't have any competition. Mm. There is no one for her to fight. Yeah. So the people who will become the sort of big big leaders of of the women's what they now would call the revolution would be Trish Stratus, who at this point is still a valet, and Lita, who mm. is just a sort of third member of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. And they don't wrestle each other, and they I don't think either of them ever wrestle China. Right. Um, so she's just a pioneer who so is on her own. So Ivory's part of the right to censor, isn't she? She, she is. Also, yeah. So she's kind of and, and Ivory was was a really good wrestler she started off in glow one of the only people right. who went on to actually have a wrestling career mm. a proper decent wrestling career who, who started off in glow 
show, um, which is uh, what the, the Netflix TV show, series yeah, yeah. is based on. Um, and she she was a good wrestler, Ivory. You know, she seems like a really nice person. She is so much smaller than China here mm. that China just ragdolls her, takes the title, and loses the crowd. Weirdly, she does a bit where she she pulls up Ivory after a two, uh, you know, on a two count when she could have pinned her. Right. And the crowd are used to seeing heels do that, arrogant heels. Mm. And they do kind of go, oh. And then China does a sort of gorilla press slam and pins her. And the crowd are a bit like, oh. Is a gorilla press slam picking up a person over your head and then just dropping them? Yes. That was bloody brilliant. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> like, she's, but she did. And there's a like, visual, it's brilliant. She just picks up and then drops it like she's a cardboard tube. Yes. It was brilliant. Yep, yep. And it's, uh, you can also see uh, the Ultimate Warrior doing that to Bobby Heenan uh, right. quite a lot. And Bobby yeah. Heenan would fall down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> every time he did it, he'd injure himself really badly. So um, it doesn't look like it's an easy move to kind of get out of. Not at all. I, I do like the, I did like, the one thing I did like about this, China's, one of my favourite things about China is they give her a fucking <sighs> yeah, firework gun. firework gun. I love dogs, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to go down to Battersea oh, Dog's home Can you Cause imagine? Because they, they ate fireworks, don't they? <laughs> don't they, just? And just And I'd, it's, I would like to say I love dogs more than humans But mm. I just want to see it look, The whole of Battersea You love dogs more than humans But you love firework guns <laughs> more than dogs And do you know what? I had a look on Google I had a look I went, I went, <laughs> I went straight onto Amazon And typed in Firework gun <laughs> Nothing, nothing, not a thing. But if you do it into Google, it gives you, you an Alibaba. It gives you an American you company in... who make them, and there's one called the Smurf. Right? Hi, right. hey man, uh, we're just going to test out the Smurf. That okay? Yeah, the Smurf. Yeah, that sounds fine. It's a fine barbecue. <laughs> he doesn't know we misnamed it because it's a big fucking firework gun, <laughs> and it's just a man standing at a lake in at dusk with a firework gun that is the size of like a Salvation Army bass drum and that goes off and it was so loud on the video that I was watching it on my laptop and I jumped when it's like shit this is why you lost the book (laughs) I was going to talk about uh, like firework guns uh, that that video a bit more but then I noticed it said underneath it said uh, we've been featured on Unilad and I thought oh I'm late to this Uh, fucking party (laughs) done done Uh, Um, uh, and then we get a little bit of uh, the, the, the recap of the story of how we end up with Vince McMahon versus Shane McMahon. Mark, what the fuck is going on? <sighs> this is... What medicated... The <laughs> greatest. <laughs> why is? Oh. Why do I have to watch Vince McMahon I, tonguing Trish I in the this. ring I, while his disabled, wheelchair-bound wife watches on? Because, as Shane McMahon What's says... What's happened in a year? In a scripted line, Shane McMahon says, I grew up watching my dad do whatever he wants to do to whoever he wants to do it to. This this basically came about, I think, because Vince wanted to get off with Trish Stratus in front of everyone. Now, mission succeeded. Well done. Yeah. Um, he also <laughs> does it in front of his wife. And I think we've mentioned this in a previous one, that what basically happens is he, he says to Linda at some point, he goes, I want a divorce! And this is very much Attitude Era. We're obsessed with characters' sex lives. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, she she just sort of is so distraught that she has a nervous breakdown. Right. Which Vince makes worse by getting off with Trish Stratus in front of her. And Linda becomes entirely mute and like has locked-in syndrome. Oh, right. So she's gone... So this is a 
Right, so this is a situation she's so shocked. She's had a terrible breakdown. <laughs> a terrible breakdown. Now, there is a little bit of an in-joke here as well, because Linda McMahon was not very good the acting and the delivery. Yeah. So every time they used her, she was a bit wooden. Mm. So there is something that they go, that again, that Vince goes, right, a couple of things. What do I want to do? I want to get off with Trish. <laughs> and I, I want to yeah. kick my son in the nuts. <laughs> I want my daughter to say she loves me more than she loves her mother. <laughs> and I want my wife, who can't act, to sit there and not do a thing. <laughs> and all of that comes true. <laughs> they are. I mean, I mean, they are. Well, you can say what you like about them, but at this, this point, they are doing some compelling stuff which I can only imagine damaged the relationship <laughs> that they had in real life. It's like they went, oh, do you know what's popular? The Osbournes. But yeah. do you know what the Osbournes don't do? Kiss each other. Yes. <laughs> and there's, oh my God. I, I, Stephanie McMahon has talked before about the only angle that she said she wouldn't do. And I think Vince had sort of gone, we've never done anything about incest. And she was like, maybe let's put the brakes on this. Right, okay. Um, and so I think he's just, a credit to him. Look, he is, I, th- I think at this point, he might now. He might not be a billionaire at this point, but they certainly, when WWE becomes a publicly traded company on the stock mm. exchange, he becomes a billionaire. Yeah. Now, what other billionaire CEO <laughs> of a you know who is a monopoly owner of a an entire sport? A would bother doing all that. <laughs> B would do it with such fucking relish, and then C would go on to have a match of the caliber that he does in his fucking early fifties or mid fifties. Oh, it, he yeah. is he is a remarkable man. <laughs> I hope when he dies, it's there are big twelve page pullouts celebrating <laughs> the most remarkable life of Vincent K. McMahon. <laughs> you know, uh, he is he's just incredible, and actually, and, and he's never incre- been more incredible than in this. Section. Era, yeah. Mm. As a, as an as an in ring as an on air kind of character, oh, he's great. And and the, the one person who isn't involved in this is Trish. And I think she must be sitting there going, "This is blurry, man. This is <laughs> this is one fucking sketchy thing." Where Vince is sitting there going, "I know we'll get off with each other." And it, oh god, and he's <laughs> and my wife will be watching, and she can't say anything. You know, you're, oh, you're technically an actor. God, <laughs> um, you have to do this. <coughs> originally. This match was was not going to be Shane versus Vince. Vince wanted this to be Vince versus Mick Foley. Oh, right, okay. Mick Foley is in this as the special referee. Yeah. But they'd been running a thing on television where Mick had been the commissioner <laughs> of uh, the WWF. He'd been fired, and they were building up to this WrestleMania match. So Vince had contacted him and said, right, do you want to come and do this? We'll do a street fight. Mm. And Mick said, you know what? I retired last year at WrestleMania. I don't want to cheapen that. I want to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And he said he now wishes he had done it, and he felt that it absolutely permanently damaged his relationship with Vince McMahon. That oh, Vince really? was really knocked about that. So you get Shane put into that position, and Jesus Christ, what a match it is. <laughs> it is. They, they, they don't hold back in any way. And, oh, it's... and it's... Shane sweats a lot really early on <laughs> yeah. and it just makes it look like like Pete Gass in the hardcore <laughs> Battle Royale in, in, in Wrestlemania 2000 where everyone is just a wrestler and Pete Gass for some reason looks like he's been through a car windscreen <laughs> and he's fighting for his life it always makes it like Shane McMahon is absolutely going full pelt to try and just stay alive and it makes it so much better um, one thing just before we start on this and this is something that we'll cover in the later episodes that we're going to be doing about the Invasion pay-per-view right a week before, Vince McMahon has bought his big competitor, WCW. Yes. And he's bought it for fucking peanuts. Mm. I think he paid something like $2.6 million. Mm. And the tape library alone is worth 
treble. I mean, it's worth so much to him. And the uh, what they did here was they cut at one point. So Shane McMahon goes, hey, I'm going to say a big hi to the young stars of WCW. So in storyline, Shane McMahon had undercut his dad yeah. and he was now the boss of WCW. Mm. Um, this is the dream. You're mm. going to have WWF versus WCW. Yeah. That dream sours. And that dream, the first time you really see it is here, and it's already fucking ruined. <laughs> so Shane goes, here are the young stars of WCW. And they cut to them. And they don't cut. The camera just goes, hang on, they're there somewhere. And, and it's just the crowd. And it's isn't it? Of like, it's some, a couple of shadowy figures you in a box You cut to it somewhere. and there's, there's a load of empty chairs. <laughs> the wrestlers, there's about seven of them. They're all spread out across them and they, they don't know the camera's on them. And they look bored. Mark Jindrak is at the front. He yawns. I think, <laughs> and, the, and the stars there, WCW is Hogan, yeah. Nash, Hall, mm. Goldberg, DDP. Mm. What you've got there <laughs> are Hugh Morris, Stacey Keebler, Mike Sanders in his only WWE appearance, <laughs> Mike Awesome, Sean Stasiak, and another couple of guys, you know, who uh, just... You allowing would not for, allowing for name changes, I only know Stacey Keebler. <laughs> Let me make it clear, there are no name changes. <laughs> um, and I, I think um, Mike Awesome's there, Lance Storm is there. Right. And what was originally going to happen is, of course they were going to have a big effect in the match. Shane is the owner of WCW, mm. taking on the owner of WWF. Yeah. What would be the most obvious thing is to go, and the WCW guys come down, and then they win with Shane. Yeah. And what had happened is Sean Stasiak, who was one of the wrestlers there, they'd been told that was going to happen. They were going to do this run-in, and they Shane would win. And Sean Stasiak, the night before, told a reporter, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing this run-in, and we're going to oh, do it. no. Vince found out he was so furious, he went, stick him in the fucking box. Right. They were almost told they couldn't come to WrestleMania at all. So what you get is you get this group of people sitting in a half-empty box, all three seats away from each other, like they, they, they don't know each other. Mm. They don't have the cameras on them, so they look bored, and they're just <laughs> sitting there with their fucking bellies out. And, uh, and worse than that, they're underneath a sign that someone's got for The Undertaker. So when it zooms in, it just says above their heads, Graveyard Section. <laughs> <laughs> They all look like, like they look like kids who have been gathered together to go and see a teacher because at the weekend they were at a house party where a kid from another school got blinded, <laughs> and they're just sitting there going, "I'm fucking be here, didn't do with me. Yeah, I can do it. I gave him the light of fuel." There's a funny thing there that I think if you were Vince McMahon <laughs> watching back WrestleMania. You'd have gone, everything went perfect. And Apart that, from that bit. That looked like shit. They looked like they didn't want to be there. How unprofessional. What a pile of fucking cunts. Mm. And what ends up happening in... Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Right. But suffice to say, I mean, WCW is not still going now. <laughs> so how did it work? Who knows? Yeah. Um, the the I love this match. Again, yeah. again, they just go... Flat out. Honestly, a lot of there's a lot of like little bits and bobs going on. McMahon layering up, wearing a lot of layers. Always got a yeah. lot of layers on as well. Um The kendo stick really pounding his dad massively, the massively. Stick. You, there is one thing about Vince McMahon, I think, which is, and I think it was something that he consciously thought is he thought no one can say to me. I wouldn't do that. Mm. And they'd go, would you do that? Mm. And he could always say, yes, because anything that I ask you to do, I myself have done. Yeah. You know, it's he is, he is just brilliant. Now, they've, 
Uh, I mean, there's there's a bit where like Trish comes down and she slaps Vince, and then he, he uh, she goes after Stephanie, and the crowd want to see Stephanie get her face smashed in. <laughs> she is so good in this this period. She's really really good, yeah. really good at all the face work and things. And then Vince goes into the ring, and Linda McMahon he, he puts Linda into the, there's oh my so God. much moving of the furniture of the match, and 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 it all it's. It's one of the most complex matches I've ever seen, yeah. and it all every beat seems to work. It's great, and it's just Shane going through the commentators' table. Yep, it's definitely and, and like the two like, but the, the that act, even just that move is actually quite technically um, important because Shane goes to the commentators' table. Yep, her father is effectively black. He can't see when Shane is going to be hitting. Yes. So Stephanie has to effectively pull him out the way. The commentators move out the way as well. There's a lot mm. of variables on just for that move. Yeah. And then there's, every, you know, and then someone at that point holds so up then, a sign saying Hog. <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. And, and uh, Trish has to compete, compete with some big old heeled Spice Girls boots as well. She? Doesn't she's she? She's running around. And, and, you know, she's actually very good in this, Trish. She slaps Vincent mm. McMahon. I can't remember why she decides that. I, I imagine it was they, they, next week she'd have been out just going I just felt it was wrong you know, and, that, and that will be it yeah. but it just uh, they get Linda in and there's a bit where she, she we right it's hard to <laughs> underestimate how awful this is it's hard to <laughs> overstate, overstate rather again this is a horrible sort of thing with a horrible dysfunctional family yeah. and the introduction of a wheelchair makes it <laughs> Absolutely tips it over the edge of being really unpalatable. This was the point where I was texting all my friends who knew about wrestling <laughs> with screenshots of Vince McMahon about to hit his disabled... Looking like he was about to hit his disabled wife, yeah. effectively, yeah. in a wheelchair. So they wheel her in. Um, she's forced to watch him beat the shit out of her son. Yep. Um, and then... And then he gets angry at her for some reason because Trisha's slapped He says, and he says it in such a way that he's thinking, I, I don't know if this is going to get picked up by the cameras, but I'm going to make sure anyone sitting. 400 metres away in this stadium can see me say bitch. He is the master of the big <laughs> pantomime act. Oh, so and, good. And so then he um, descends on her as if he's going to... It looks like he's going to slap the shit out of his own wife. Yes, the crowd chant asshole which, as well, which again I think is an early sighting of, of that chant. Asshole, uh, asshole, uh, asshole. Mick Foley has to stop... Vince of WWE hitting his wife on television yep and then I I can't even remember how it ends (laughs) imagine being in that match you've done 30 minutes then you go now I've got to do the bit that you just found difficult to explain yes in the right right order and then Vince for some reason I think his son's in the ring at this point after being thrown at the table He's hit he picks, Foley with a chair a few times. That's it, yes. And then he picks up his wife, yep. rolls her into... Because she's, she's a immobile. Great, she's immobile. She's yep. locked in. Yep. She's got Lou Gehrig. She's, yep. she, she, she's rolled in. Um, and then she's put, she puts the chair in the corner of the ring, props her, yep. lifts her up yep. like a rag doll, puts her in the chair. Yep. <laughs> and then... Turns to Shane with a, uh, a trash can over his trash head. Trash can, yes, the trash can. Waiting appear. to hit him with it, and Linda stands up. And I, I'm talking SummerSlam '92 British Bulldog winning. The level, the ceiling, the, the roof comes off that place. Just a woman getting up. A woman standing up. A a let let's be kind. A middle aged 
very regular-looking woman. She looks in like a, a pantsuit. She looks stands like up. a cast member. She looks like Helen Daniels. Like not yeah. like Helen Daniels. She dresses like Helen Daniels. She looks like someone who was in Neighbours in the nineties. Yeah, like, if, she if, looks- if you went to like Sidmouth and there was a local theatre there <laughs> and they were trying something new and they were doing the Hillary Rodham Clinton story, it would be one of the ladies from Sidmouth who looks like a bit like Hillary Clinton. That's yeah. what she looks like. She stands up in her beige suit. She stands up and sixty-seven thousand people scream their heads off. Lose their fucking minds. There's never been a pop like it. <laughs> and it's never a been a pop like up. it. It's just a woman standing up. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, fantastic. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, everyone sort of like goes, this is like the diving bell and the butterfly. You know, <laughs> he's locked in, but inside is a beautiful soul. And like with the, when Linda McMahon stands up, they go, it's a triumph for the human spirit. And then she kicks Vince in the nuts. <laughs> oh, uh, and then wow. Foley comes back in, punches Vince loads of times. And Vince is one of the masters <laughs> at selling being beaten up. He is so good at it. Yeah. He's just like half dazed and half sort of like really, really discombobulated and sort of like indignant. (laughs) And then Shane does a thing called a coast to coast. And a coast to coast is where you go on one turnbuckle and you jump off and normally you'd have a chair or a trash can in front of the person sitting on the the other side. Right. And... What, Rob Van Dam used to do it a lot in ECW. You jump off and you try and hit the chair and it goes into them and then you pin them. It's always the way. It's never looked good. It would always be a thing where you jump across and you just about clip the chair and mm. everyone would sort of go, hey, okay. <laughs> uh, and then it would end. This is the greatest coast-to-coast you'll ever see. <laughs> Shane jumps so far across the ring that the, the the bin, and they've got the camera in just the right place, it just ricochets McMahon's head, <laughs> like back sort of, you know, 45 degrees, and then it's just a thumper. <laughs> How this match was as good as it as it was, I it have no, no idea. right With to be as all good of as the was. nonsense in it as well. And the nonsense just built it and built it and built it and built it. It's they, they, been, Shane is the only person in the ring who's been wrestling for yes, like any time. Yeah. I mean, this is Vince McMahon's first WrestleMania in the ring. Right. What a fucking WrestleMania <laughs> debut. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the, the annoying thing about this match is it is so good mm. that they do spend probably the next decade, if not the next 15 years, slightly redoing Rehashing it, it right, okay. with ever-diminishing returns. Yeah. You know, which is a shame. But I tell you what, I mean, that is that is as good a wrestling match as you would have with a, what, a 60-year-old man and his son who <laughs> wrestles once every 18 months. Yeah. Oh, Pretty it was fucking special. Fantastic. Oh, great. Uh, so we've reached the end of another Wrestle Me. We will be back next week with more fucking amazing wrestling. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> I mean, what a it's fucking taken... treat. How many? 17. It's taken, it's taken a year. Well, no, it's not It's taken a year. It's taken yeah. over a year. A year. And let me tell you, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> because this is the undisputed best. That's what oh. I'm talking about. Oh, wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, B. Crunch this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.